Kuanvioma Law PLLC is 100% native owned and operated, founded by Viren Kuanvioma. Their practice areas include corporate law, business transactions, finance, economic development, gaming, casino development, online gaming, real estate, environmental permitting and approvals, telecommunications, government affairs, employment and labor relations, historic preservation and cultural resources, and energy. Kuanvioma Law is committed to making positive and lasting change in our communities as they support nonprofit volunteering. Community activism and employing Indian preference in hiring and vendor relations. Your family's health is important. Access and Kids Care can help you care for the people you care about. See a doctor on or off reservation at IHS Tribal and Urban Indian Clinics or anywhere else. Health coverage through Access and Kids Care is offered at no cost to tribal members, their children, and their grandchildren. To make an appointment with someone who can help you apply for health coverage, visit coveraz.org or call 211. If you already have Access or Kids Care, don't forget to renew. Cover AZ can help with that as well. That's C O V E R A Z dot org or call 211. Yeah. are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me is your favorite sauce boy, Carl. <laughs> Good morning, everybody out there. It's great to be back here in the studio. I know you guys waited so long to hear us again. And I know I've waited so long to hear my voice again, my beautiful voice and so, you know, it, we, it, it, it's so strange because we haven't done this in how many months? Like what? Uh, uh, almost three months. Do you think that that statement's true that you're everybody's favorite soul boy or, or do you think? Uh, do, do I think, do I think there's a, <laughs> that statement is true? Do, that do I'm, you think there's a bigger soul boy out there in the world, <laughs> bigger than Carl? Because I guess if we're measuring that statement by, by that measurement, then oh, yeah. you know, I, I think you're a king. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. You're king right. of the sauce boys. Good. <laughs> no, but it is good to be back. And we haven't been back in the studio since December. Right, right before we started recording, I asked you to look up the, the last release episode. And that was way back in December 14th. And so that's been about, yeah, about close to three months since you've heard from us. And, you know, there were a lot of people reaching out like, are you guys still recording? Yeah. Is, are you guys still the, alive? Yeah, still going on. And, you know, and I, as, as I was driving into the studio, what I was thinking was that because we started this podcast, I think in 2020, yeah, like right, right yeah. when the pandemic hit. Yeah. And I think that in those initial conversations that you and I had about scheduling was one of the big things was making time for, I, I guess the, the cultural side of who we are, of who yeah. Carl and J-Man are. And, but because of the pandemic, we never really had to exercise that schedule to where we're missing big chunks of time because this is going on or that's going on. And so this year was the first time that we really had to make time for our, our doings, I guess, our Hopi doings. Our culture. And, you know, you just mentioned before we started recording that there was something going on at Songopavi that they haven't done since the pre, COVID time. Yeah, the COVID so time. I think yeah. that's true for a lot of different villages that a lot of things have been going on. And so, you know, I think that that's kind of the, the main reason as to why we had such a long sabbatical was that it was trying to set time aside for things like Baumlia, for Pawomlia. And then now, although those have Her concluded, museum, the Herd Show. The Herd Show, we Santa make, Fe. In, in addition to doing our going cultural to Las responsibilities. Vegas. Using that, <laughs> using that cultural <laughs> knowledge to make money in true Hopi fashion. And so, you know, there's there's definitely a lot that's going on, on on the Hopi calendar. But we are back and, you know, we're back with season 10. Yes, season, season 10. 10. I'm excited. I'm very excited because we do have a lot of things that we want to talk about. So, and with that, we're going to have a lot of guests. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a lot of guests to Carl's dismay. I mean, I mean, like, I, I love guests <laughs> in a way. It's just that, you know, it's. 
It's so hard to edit. I mean, if there was a person that edited all this stuff. So. You know what? You know what's funny though? It's because they, in preparation for the season, you know, we do this thing where we write down all these different topics that yeah, we want to yeah. talk about. And then we kind of put them all together in this pot. And then we just draw from the pot to equal up to 10 different topics. But then I noticed that when you gave me your list, it's like, damn, Carl really wants to talk about urban hoopies for some reason. <laughs> it's like all the all of the suggestions that you had, like, some of them didn't even relate to urban hopis, but yet you threw <laughs> urban hopis in there. It's like, let's talk about the Hopi cultural calendar and urban hopis. <laughs> let's talk about veterans and urban hopis. <laughs> I'm just trying to appeal to all you outsiders there. So, you know, <laughs> that was my whole, that was my whole intention to do that. So I hope we're going to be talking about my favorite topic, which is Oh aliens. God, you know what? You know, I, I thought about that too. The and alien I, one? The committee is still on the fence. About the alien? About the alien, alien topic. One? And so, I you know what? I want to talk about I, the I think alien. that the fair thing to do would be to leave it to the people to decide. And so I think that soon we'll put a poll up and see <laughs> if the people really want to hear about aliens. Because then I, I have a feeling that if I let you talk about aliens, it's going to end up like that Halloween episode, episode, that very first one that we did where you did all the talking. I, I love, I mean, like. <laughs> and it ended up being a shipwreck episode. Well, well, just to give you a little insight about the alien thing is that a lot of Hopis back in the 60s and 70s thought that, you know, there was something bigger out there. And in Hotvela, there was a group of men there that thought that there was uh, aliens, that there was life out there because one man saw something in the sky that mm -hmm. he wasn't familiar with. Oh, really? And so he, he immediately formed this sort of committee like to convince other guys and say that, okay, when something is, is flying overhead, we have to go to our, our, um, you know, our pipes and smoke for mm -hmm. them, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that kind of gave that delusional kind of way to like saying there must be something bigger that, out there. That man wasn't probed, was he? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, I don't know who this, this guy was, but yeah, there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of talk about that. So. But, you know, th this season is a special season because it, it's our 10th season. And I think, you know, once we roll around to May, our, the podcast will have been three years old. And so, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I think that when we first started, I didn't really imagine that we would survive that long. Not to only mention that this season we are on the road to 100,000 downloads. Yeah, so 100,000 downloads. That that's, that's pretty cool. And considering, you know, because I don't, I don't know what it is, how many episodes we've released. But yeah. Like, we're not a con cons consistent episode. Like, we're not releasing 52 episodes a week for sure <laughs> that we do tend to take these long breaks. And, you know, we thank everybody out there for having the patience with us and still coming back. It's kind of really weird because even though we took this almost three-month break, that there was a period where the podcast numbers just really surged. Yeah. And so, I don't know, somebody out there must have been promoting the good word of the CJ podcast. And so we'd really like to thank you. But speaking of thank yous, I, there are some shout outs that I would like to give. And so the first shout out I'd like to give is to our presenting sponsor, to Kowan Vioma Law PLLC, our buddy Varen Kowan Vioma, who has renewed his presenting his sponsorship. And so the CJ podcast is presented by Kowan Vioma Law. And so we'd like to give a big thank you, big kwa kwa to him and his team out there. And then in addition to him, we'd also like like to give a shout out to additional sponsor to Children's Action Alliance, who did a partner with us in the last season. And so they've continued this partnership into this season. And so you'll hear those beautiful ads from those folks. And then also like to give a shout out to uh, our intern, AJ and uh, her her setup that she has, the Vehong Nim, I believe it's the Vehong Nim Creations. And so, like, big shout out to her up and coming business. And then I think that one of the biggest shout outs that I would like to give is to our 30 pack circle of givers. You guys are the real heroes continued your support of the podcast even though that we were gone for this duration of time so i'd like to give a huge shout out to our friends to itak what's him to gary lomayesva candace biruman brandon j coin michael ray michaela williams marie nachi troy lamovaya dion senia Aaron McEmris, Dietra Leslie, and Alexis Cahey. All right. And so those folks deserve a, a big round of applause. 
Thank you guys for supporting us throughout the whole idea of our podcast. Without you, you know, you uh, basically, I don't know who else to shout out pretty much. So without you guys, you know, your your name is plastered all over uh, the, the podcast world. And thank you all for that. And a special, special thank you to KNEF. KNEF for, you know, sponsoring us with this beautiful building that we're in uh, here down in beautiful downtown Kikotsmovi, Arizona. Here in Kikotsmovi, Arizona. And so that was a really long-winded introduction. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I think, you know, kind of a, a tidbit to the listeners is that, you know, because this is our introduction reintroduction I guess episode for being gone for so long that you know it, it does kind of uh, I guess this is a little bit kind of a warm up conversation yeah. so this is kind of going to be an episode where we talk about multiple topics and some of these topics were uh, suggested by you all by the listeners via our social media interactions and then I think just a lot of this is just updating because then there's a lot of time in uh, to cover that we missed and so you know if we can reintroduce ourselves as a carl and Man podcast that we've been gone since december <laughs> and you know i know that this is a question that you definitely like to ask it's a question that you like to answer how have you been carl <laughs> since december you don't post on facebook no. you don't post on instagram no. if anybody out there wanted to learn a little bit more about the life of carl that it's not available to them via the traditional means <laughs> through social media and so what has carl been up to since the last time the podcast episode dropped you know i uh i i don't do that because i live a private life you know i i don't plaster myself over the internet thinking that somebody's gonna give me two cents and stuff like that so i I, you know, social media is something that wasn't new to or wasn't new to us because we grew up in the MySpace world because MySpace basically was just a place to put on new music and stuff like that. But uh, besides that, I mean, like it's it's I just live a private life. I don't like to plaster anything out there. You know, I, of course, so and them have their great moments here and there, but I'm not out there taking thousands of pictures to plaster Soul's greatest achievement where she made uh you know hot dogs and you know uh hamburgers one day you know i'm not i'm <laughs> i'm not like that so it, it's it's funny to me because then you know i i've had that thought i guess about social media because to me I, I i think social media i guess really depending on how you look at it yeah like it can be entertaining yeah it can be the reason for our demise yeah or if you're a podcast creators like us it can be a wonderful source of content and information and yeah. information yeah, yeah, for yeah. a lot of the things that people share and you know if you follow me on my personal socials i think i posted like five pictures <laughs> since christmas and so not a whole lot uh new into the world of j-man but you know definitely i think that i really appreciated that break because then you know celebrating christmas and oh my god i think that i stressed myself out this year for christmas because i think i was too worried about having all the presents bought at a certain time having all the presents wrapped at a certain time <laughs> in taking all of the Christmas movies and shows for yeah. that duration yeah. of time. And so I think I, I was definitely Christmased out and I couldn't wait for it to be over. So basically you stressed yourself out like a real white man, like a real white man. And yeah. then the new year's came around and then, you know, I didn't even do anything special. I don't think I even made it to midnight this, this past the, new year's. The new year thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah actually we just watched a 10 o'clock showing in Japan and then they, what their new year's or whatever they did and then we just went to sleep. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we were down in the valley, but I don't think that I even went anywhere. Like I just, I just stayed home with the kids and let the family celebrate how they wanted to. But um, I think last year when it came around to New Year's that we talked about any type of um, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Did you make any New Year's resolutions, Carl? <laughs> Not a white man. <laughs> <laughs> do do Hopis make New Year's resolutions? Hopis don't make New Year's resolutions. They're the same every year. <laughs> I'm going to be pure this year. Yeah. I'm not going to pray every morning. I'm going to be Hopi this time. I'm going to teach my kids how to speak Hopi. I'm going to make sure I rabbit hunt this time. <laughs> and then first shot, January 1st, you woke up hungover. And yeah. You start drinking again to make the pain go away. <laughs> that was my taha. <laughs> It's so strange because uh, this year, my Taha usually goes and celebrates um, New Year's. Yeah. And he'll celebrate it till March or April. 
and <laughs> and um, he's getting old. He's getting he's getting up there. You know, yeah. he's almost in his seventies. So yeah. he's oh no like, kidding. Yeah, he's no gonna kidding. be that old drunk guy now. So yeah. he has a hard time, uh, you know, having that hangover. So he he doesn't he gets to he get drinks to get drunk, but then the next day he pays for it while he's like you know groggy and he's like doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. Afterwards, like you know, yeah. like most drunks out here, they're <clears throat> when you get drunk. You're or, you're already out like at five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. trying to find your next drink. Try, trying to find your next drink. Yeah, yeah. And I I don't think that I really set any New Year's resolutions for myself this year. I think really like like life was just so busy towards the end of the year, and I I think that going into this year, I I felt like that there wasn't really time to think about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And and plus you know like that looks like we we think about it we talk about it but do we actually do it like is the action there yeah because see that's the thing like because you, you brought up you brought up social media and i was thinking about it early on because then you know a lot of us we like to post that should i do this or you know should i and i've always been kind of the attitude that you should be about it and not really talk about it yeah because then you know does it actually happen because then like that we had we've had this conversation before i'm not going to bring out the extra content for this podcast anymore because we we just talk about it and we're not being about it and and you know i think that at some point you just got to do it right yeah. like you just you just have to do it that's the only way that it's going to happen because i think for me in my personal life really it's just being more healthier because getting closer to 40 like my body feels this garbage that i put into my body my body is starting to feel the creaks and the aches and pains in my joints and all of these different things without proper preparation and so you know it's just running more or even <laughs> finding other means of exercise cuz you know i i remember you made this comment one time when we were talking about running and i thought it was such a dumb comment to yeah, me yeah. but now i'm actually believing that it might be true is that you know when you're a long distance runner the more pain it puts on your knees and i'm really feeling that pain in my knees I told so you. it's like now i gotta find an alternative <laughs> way to keep the pounds off and so it's like i'm gonna be in, talking about being in spin class spin or class. taking uh yoga or you know some of these other new age exercise uh, uh activities why not just so. be a hopi and go uh herd sheep or something <laughs> <laughs> you gotta work you ain't got time for that <laughs> That is work. <laughs> what kind of hopey you are? Uh, well, you know, in this day and age, work means getting paid. So, <laughs> yeah, you get the reward of feeling great and re- reward of being a real hopey. So, yeah, well, you don't do that type of work either. So. I, I, dr- I dream it. I dream it sometimes. <laughs> you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about it. I still acknowledge it. But, but in addition to, I guess, you know, in the world of the Pahana man, you know, you celebrating New Year's, and then you know, because in you know, in February, in addition to Pawomia Valentine's Day. Yeah, is also a thing, and so you know you got a lot of podcasters dedicating uh, podcast times uh, significantly, specifically for Valentine's Day. Yeah. The idea of romance, the idea of love, and you know every year it's like, where are you getting the Res famous wife for uh, for Valentine's Day? And it's like, well, I, I think my 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 friends from the San Francisco mountains are bringing her a bouquet of of, of uh, bean sprouts, so I think I'm good there. <laughs> I mean, like Valentine's Day. I don't think we celebrate Valentine's Day to the extent. I think it's just more of the commercial part of it. Like, you know, in school. So what did you get so for Valentine's Day? I didn't even know there was Valentine's Day. We were <laughs> so busy with other things. <laughs> we completely forgot about that. Busy catching up with your streaming <laughs> episodes that you missed. Yeah. Busy uh, purchasing more. Making uh, sure your cameras are working. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure my webcam was working for Making OnlyFans. Making sure that the couch is working appropriately. <laughs> Making sure my account from with OnlyFans was still active. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure your payment in my payment my payment went through. <laughs> my payment went through. Yes, my payment went through. <laughs> Make okay. sure you had enough <laughs> funds to cover for for the next month for my for only the next fans. billing cycle. <laughs> Oh, and, and you know, I, I guess, you know, and um, maybe, maybe this is something to say for a little bit later, but, you know, we joke about OnlyFans and then I yeah. think that you and I secretly have had this conversation about dedicating an episode topic to OnlyFans. OnlyFans. And so, you know, possibly could see that that down the line. Yeah, it's too expensive. So I had to cancel <laughs> my membership. So 
<laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think I think that that statement's fairly true though, as far as Valentine's Day. It comes and goes. Like yeah. here on the res, you know, and, and some folks, you know, they try to take advantage and, you know, get a couple of extra change for their pockets and, you know, they, they uh, bake and sell they goods. They make, yeah. And, you know, sell flowers that, you know, there actually was uh, a sale going on at your village at Hot Vela that I did stop at and, you know, help support the local economy there. And, really? And, you know, got some gifts. Really? And, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about yeah, that. Yeah, there was a little uh, a market going on at the I don't know what you guys call it the community center right yeah. across the store. Yeah, at Hot Vela, and so there was probably about a dozen folks there selling different items, and so you know picked up my kids and picked up something for the Res famous wife locally support local, and so yeah, you know, that was pretty much Valentine's Day, and like there was no like special night, there was no special <laughs> like hotel the, room like purchase. the Bahanas do. There was yeah. no special dinner, although my my wife did did bake me a, a very nice uh, meatloaf and oh really I, I do love her meatloaf and so that was uh, I do a too. gift for me too as well and I love her meatloaf <laughs> <laughs> you eat her meatloaf when you're sitting at the kitty table with the kids so I you know not turned by that that remark at all <laughs> but yeah I mean like um like with 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 all of like the, the major holidays like that we kind of just sort of skip over them in a way have you ever have you ever legitimately made an actual attempt at celebrating Valentine's Day. No. Because, you know, like, there's that movie called Valentine's Day that's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood, it has, like, all of these, a lot of stars. Yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. Different, different parts of, of Hollywood. But, you know, it kind of makes a big deal of, of Valentine's Day. And when you watch these Bahana shows, like, they seem to make a big deal of Valentine's Day. Because then it's, you know, if you're in a relationship, it's supposed to be this time that you celebrate each other's love, I guess. Or yeah. The love that you have for each other. And then if you're single, then it's a detriment because then like it's a reminder to you that you're single. And so they have these parties, I guess, where a lot of single people gather because they hate Valentine's Day. Yeah. Because yeah. of, you know, however it makes them feel for, for being single. And then for us natives, I guess, like it's 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 not even to that level, I guess, that it, it's <laughs> that we recognize it. I mean, like some of us, you know, will will get the small gifts and like here you go, happy Valentine's valentine's day but then you know per per the movies that you know we don't take our wives to special hotel rooms yeah and go to a special dinner or have some sort of date night because i don't know maybe that's just not ingrained in our dna of how we do things and especially for hopis because then we're so busy in the month of february yeah i mean like, there isn't time it, really it, it doesn't to celebrate it doesn't valentine's really yeah day. it doesn't really click for us because uh like so and Gua, when they were growing up they they never heard of valentine's day they only holiday that they heard of or the only two holidays that they heard of was Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas and they thought that Christmas and Thanksgiving were only celebrated in schools mm -hmm. and so they never thought like the what what is coming up now the um, the March one uh, um, St. Patrick's St. Patty's Day, Day. Yeah. oh I hope we definitely celebrate that though so. yeah they celebrate that all year so <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that's all about but only difference is the beer is green in March <laughs> And and so like in in school like you know in grade school you know we get the the little cards you know uh -huh. the little cards and yeah. you make your own box out of the shoe yeah. box yeah yeah that's probably the most you celebrate that's, Valentine's yeah, that's Day the most as a whole piece yeah in grade school yeah exactly and it's so cool because uh, you know. I would sit down with Soul and, you know, we would go over the box. We would uh, create the box. We would do that. And next day with Valentine's Day, Soul would make out all the names and stuff like that. Because you have to give them every one of them, all the other girls, pretty much. I would not I would never give one to the boys, only to the girls who are in my class. And, man, my box, my little shoe box would be filled with, like, all those little lollipops and the, the little cards and everything like that. And that's the most... That we've celebrated Valentine's Day, and so I think that's I think that's pretty much it. Is that we just we we don't really know the the history about Valentine's Day, so we just don't we just kind of skim over it, and we just kind of follow whatever's in the uh, you know in the white man's white man's land, pretty much. Just buy buy a dozen of roses, and you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. No, but I, I think that, you know, the other thing that, it, at least pertaining to the month of February, that was kind of um, a topic that was kind of going through my head that I wanted to discuss. And we talked a little bit about it before we started recording. Yeah. That, you know, because we, as Hopis, that uh, this idea of Boomia yeah. takes most of our time. Yeah. Because then, you know, there's, as, as, as a male, there's a, quite a bit that you have to do. 
as a female, there's quite a bit that you have to do. And so then in turn, you know, that takes a lot of our time. But I, I think that, you know, one of the things to mention is that I think that this year in 2023 was probably the first time that all of the villages celebrated Buomaya. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> celebrated Buomaya. And yeah. so I, I think that, that you know, that, that's kind of different because then at least, you know, last year that there was maybe two or three villages and then the year prior it was just one village yeah. that that did their Buomaya in to, to the extent and I think that you know one of the things that kind of stood out to me or at least with my village and you know maybe it's different for other villages but it's that you know that of course there was a COVID outbreak yeah. that, that followed Buomaya because then you know I think that the way that our ceremonies that the fact that a majority of the happenings ha occur within the Giva yeah, and yeah. so it's like the Giva is the prime breeding ground for, for sickness to, to multiply and to, and to be carried out by different hosts and then, then in turn it goes into the homes and then in turn it goes everywhere. Yeah. And so, you know, that that's that same occurrence happened. But I guess for me, you know, because as Bolmia was going on and then I myself caught COVID too yeah. during this whole thing. And I think that one of the thoughts that I had is that how it's changed our mentalities, how COVID has changed our mentalities, especially in response to our ceremonies and responses to our doings. Because I guess, you know, having this conversation now in 2023 is so different than having it in 2022 or 2021, because back then we were just talking about it. But this year we're actually seeing what the, the devastating what, what, what the, it thing, the outcome of and it. And then how yeah. people reacted to it and then how we move forward. Because then, you know, I one of the things that I've always thought about is that, you know, because now nowadays, now they tell you that if you feel if you don't feel good, if you have any symptoms, you shouldn't go down to the keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, you could have a cough, you could have a runny nose, you could have a sore throat, a slight fever, or whatever it may be. That if, if you're in that condition, then you shouldn't go down, is what they say now. And then I guess as anybody out there within our communities wanting to stay safe, wanting to stay uh free of sickness that you hope that the people around you are going to abide by that that they're not going to go into the giva if they have any type of symptoms yeah yeah but then you know and i i guess you know this is where it really changes because then as hopis right like when we have poemia or when we have anything else that's of importance as it relates to our ceremonies, as it relates to, because then, you know, at, at the very basis of any Hopi ceremony, yeah. we do this because we do it for the benefit of our lives. Yeah. We do it because we want to send good prayers out to the, the gods and that they'll bless us with rain or they'll bless us with snow. They'll bless us with fortune. That's why we do this. We sacrifice ourselves. We sacrifice yeah. our uh, energy. Our we souls. We sacrifice yeah our time and we sacrifice all of this so that in the long run that Hopi and everything else not just Hopi but everybody else will, will benefit, benefit from, yeah. from it and and so so to me I guess you know from for for my own opinion is that doing these things is important yeah. we should do them yeah we should be doing our dances and I guess you know because of this whole dynamic of COVID now, it seems that some of us are still afraid of having to do these something dances. like this. Some yeah. of us are still afraid of going down to the Giva. Some of us are still afraid of even just going into the villages. Yeah. Because if you went to any of the Pawomoe ceremonies in any village this month, this year, that I would probably say that 90 to 95% of the attendees weren't wearing masks. Yeah. And so, you know, you had like a real small percentage of folks that were still masked up, that were still going by the, I guess, the COVID protocols or, or whatever, you know, they, they may be called. And so, you know, I, I guess, you know, to really see it play out was kind of an interesting thing because then, you know, and I mentioned this, we, I think we've talked about this before, that like pre-COVID, right? Like before COVID ever yeah, happened, yeah, yeah. that if you had a slight cough, you probably still go you down still go to the Cuba yeah. because you have to finish. If you had uh, a runny nose, you'd probably still go down. Yes, because you have to finish. And then you know, if you if you're in an unfortunate 
circumstance to where you contract COVID and the dances are still going on. Yes. You're supposed to stay home. Yeah. You're supposed to stay isolated. And, you know, this is something that I, a conversation that I had with the Res Famous Wife at home is that, you know, when people have COVID that you would expect them to stay home. Yeah. But during, you know, during Bomoya going into Pawomoya, I have heard that people were testing positive for COVID and they were still going, going to the villages yeah. to go Dimai or something to to that extent, helping to spread spread the love, I guess. <laughs> and and so, you know, I think that, you know, anybody's first reaction is like, why why in the fuck would you still be around people if you know that you have COVID? And so, you know, it, it tends to be, at least in, in my, my perception of how it is, it, it tends to be a mind game to a degree. Yeah. Because then, you know, in this day and age, you have vaccinations, you know, in, in this yeah. in this era yeah. of COVID, you have vaccinations. And so I think for the most part, a lot of our people are vaccinated. And so that's supposed to help. And, you know, this was the question that I posed to you before we started recording is what's more dangerous, contracting covid Contracting the common flu, I mean, I'm sorry, the common cold, contracting flu, or contracting pneumonia. Yeah. Because then to me, at least, I feel like that they're kind of all on the same level. You can die from catching the flu. Oh, yeah. You can die from catching pneumonia. Yeah. And then I think if you get a cold, then in turn, it can turn into something worse. And then you could die from it as well. But yet we seem to be more afraid of the covid yeah over the others yeah that are still around and that people are getting sick from because you know one of my sisters made the joke yeah that one of her boys one of my nephews he got sick and she took him to the hospital and everybody was worried you know does he have covid does he have covid i was like no he just he's just got a cold (laughs) you remember that that exists that we can still (laughs) just get a cold and not have covid it's so strange because we we think that that COVID now is like the new thing that takes over the cold, the flu, the pneumonia, and stuff like that. Overtakes, yeah. And, and we 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 think that as Hopis that um, you know when we get sick, then it's automatically COVID because it's been ingrained in us now for about three years now. That you know if you do feel like a sore throat, headache, cough, you know all of these little things like that, you have to go get tested. In the past, we never got tested. You know, we never got tested for cold, flu, or pneumonia because we knew that it's it's going to be a cold, flu, or pneumonia. And, you know, all of these different things that these different aspects that we follow as like people, especially with the government and stuff like that, is that we've been conditioned to to see that or to- We've to been hear. conditioned. I think that's the biggest thing of what you're saying. Yeah, we've been, we've been conditioned. conditioned. We've been conditioned to- think that this is something more major than all the other ones that have been around since basically time immemorial. And so, you know, I believe that, yes, this is what this was a dangerous uh, sickness that came upon us because, you know, we had no vaccinations. When you're a kid, you were already you, you were already vaccinated before all of the other stuff that was that was already here. But when this thing came around, you know, we, we thought that there was no going to be no cure for it. There's no vaccinations for it. And even to this day, there are some Hopis that still haven't been vaccinated and still thinking that this is, uh, you know, this is not, this is not, this is pretty much uh, nothing. A government scheme. Yeah, it's, it's basically like that. So, you know, in all in all, I mean, like, yes, we can still die. Like what you said, we can still die from the common cold, the virus, you know, all of these different things like that. But yet... Like what I said, we've been conditioned in a way uh-huh. to see that this is uh-huh. this is more or less like, you know, a dangerous thing. And I mean, I guess I guess to me, you know, and we've probably, you know, beat this horse to death and, and still continue to talk about it. But, you know, it's something that's going on and you're seeing it now. Yeah, in, in yeah, the villages, yeah. Especially as we're more villages. Well, basically all the villages have brought back, you know, what it is that we lost during this pandemic. For the three years. Yeah. To put a pause on. And, you know, you're you're seeing different reactions. You're seeing people that kind of like that. They don't care. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, we, we got to do this. We, we, we're going to do it. And you have people that are uh, still pretty afraid of it and so they're not you know sending their kids down or they're not going down themselves or they're still doing all of the precautions and and so you know it's really i guess you're really seeing post-covid life yeah but with covid 
in the villages now. You know, and you know how we're, how we're the, responding to the it. things that I did see that did change a lot with with this COVID thing now is that there are now like the hand sanitizers in the the kivas. Yeah, <laughs> like everywhere, every kiva that you go to, there is like a big yeah. bottle of hand sanitizer, and men use that. Men use that, and I'm pretty sure that we were supposed to be using it in the past, like you know, yeah. even with colds and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But now, before yeah, before out, COVID, yeah. you're supposed to use that. You're supposed to at least try to keep germs away from anybody uh-huh. else. Uh-huh. But yet, nowadays, like, you know, there are um, there's a, there, there are always boxes of masks there. Mm-hmm. You know, the little face masks mm-hmm. in the kivas. And mm-hmm. there's are always the, uh, the pumps mm-hmm. with, with the hand sanitizer mm-hmm. there. And so... That has changed. That has that has changed our lifestyle of like actually going down to the Cuba. And one of the new things too, and you know, I do appreciate that at least you know the local uh, healthcare center, Tuba City Regional Healthcare Corporation, they actually provided COVID tests for all the Kivas. Really? And then so, and I'm pretty sure that they did that for the upper village as well. But they brought uh, COVID tests down to all the Kivas. <laughs> so the Kivas had their own supply of COVID tests, and you know the the members of the Kivas us that if they want it one then they just ask whoever's in charge and uh, yeah they, they get it for them and so you know that was different and you know it, it does it, it kind of I guess really makes you think about things a little bit more because at least you know at least in, in my kiva that we're still kind of uh stuck behind the times because yeah. as far as hydration goes there's still just a big bucket of water sitting in the middle of the kiva and everybody drinks from the same kayapi and even post covid that that you know bucket of water was still there and then when you go to make your prayers when you go to Otsongya, that you know you're sharing it with with other members and so you know there there's still some 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 of that aspect that's still within our our kiva you know uh, that is that is something that it hasn't changed. There are things that do change, but there are things that haven't changed a whole lot. We're real Hopis. We don't drink water anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but besides the point is that, you know, it's, it's 2023. Three. Okay. I was going to say 2022. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2023 now. And you know, we, COVID now is getting to that diminished level where we think that, okay, it's safe now, Mm -hmm. but we yet, we don't follow it anymore. Like, you know, how we did in the past, like last year, we're always looking at the numbers. We're always looking at the CDC numbers of like, and then your news is always plastering that as well too. Like every hour they'll be plastering the numbers. Now, when you watch the news, they won't, they won't say the numbers anymore. They'll just have it on the bottom, like with the runner, you know, on the bottom of the page. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and there, you know, you'll see like the little numbers there. Of course, there are people still dying of COVID, but not as much as before. So I think now that as as Hopis are going forward, I think now we're, we're starting to kind of like, you know, forget about that, that whatever that disaster was back in the past, past two years, and just sort of just like pick up like where we where we left off left off back mm-hmm. in 2019 mm-hmm. you know and it, it, it's and it's so strange it's so strange when you when you hear that it's like when you when you know that you've done something like uh like something like this in the past all of our our dewey you know all of our knowledge and stuff mm-hmm. like that our ceremonies in the past and when you pick that back up again it kind of feels like a new thing like you know you're like i forgot how to do these things here mm-hmm. i forgot how to like it's basically trying to retrain yourself to ride a bike it's mm-hmm. not like you know like you never forget to how to ride a bike you mm-hmm. kind of have to know um you know know the brakes and everything like mm-hmm. that so like in hopi in hopi life that's pretty much how we are doing it now is like you know we haven't done a lot of things in the past from the past that we're doing now so we're kind of just like easing into that whole yeah that whole thing like that yeah yeah and so but i i imagine that everything's gonna kind of go back towards what it used to be yeah 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 and you know i guess everybody out there is gonna uh handle it however they feel they need to handle it i mean like me like i you know i i'm one that goes down there without a mask i i'm one that I, I guess isn't really afraid of so it. So basically, you're ground zero. I, I'm ground zero. <laughs> so if there's anything going on in my village, and if you don't want to catch COVID, it's probably best not to uh, talk, talk to, to you. me face to face. Talk so. to you anymore. <laughs> don't go to that guy. I guess COVID. Exactly. But then you know you do hear about people that you know really 
tried to protect themselves yeah. as best that they could. And, you know, I, I I think that there's a whole lot more to, to talk about that, at least as far as that goes. Um, but that was something that I definitely wanted to talk about because then, you know, it's just it's just different now. Yeah, it it's is different how we think about it now. We won't beat around it, but it is different. It and, is and a different I, feeling. I yeah. imagine that there are people that do test positive for COVID, but still go down to the yeah. And that still go down into the village. And, you know, I, I think a point that I made earlier when we were talking uh, in private that probably because whatever it is that they need to do for their family, maybe there's nobody else to finish it. For yeah, them. yeah. And so they can't afford to not go down. So they still got to got to still have to go and, follow you know, this thing through. Does, yeah. Does that make them bad people? You know, I don't know, you know, because at in at at the brunt of it, you think that if you don't feel good, then just stay away so you don't get everybody else sick. But then, you know, that really, it changes once you're in it, once you're doing it. Because then, like I said to before, that I think that these ceremonies are important, that we should be having them, and that we should be doing our part to make it so that it happens. You know, and even though if you don't have COVID or anything like that, you shouldn't be going anywhere, especially like to going going to like uh, school or to work or to... <laughs> <laughs> your nose is all running and, and wiping you're still, your... And you're still at school or your you know, work shake, and yeah, and yeah, exactly. The lady's not quiet and then, you know, your recipe's <laughs> all dripping into all the dishes and everybody's having a taste of... All your, up your nose. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like <laughs> with anything, you shouldn't be doing that, even though yeah. if you did have a cold. But but all in all, I mean, yeah, it does feel different. It, it does, does feel different. It does. The Vehongdem Creations is an indigenous woman-owned small business specializing in handmade fine arts, primarily custom jewelry and attire. The artist behind The Vehongdem Creations is A.J. Nakwaitiwa, and the work she makes explores the relationships between modern culture with a respect for Hopi traditions and values. The pieces she creates results from her hope to make indigenous art visible. Nakwaitiwa aims to promote and sustain the continued practice of those arts for future generations. You can find available work online at www.thevehongdemcreations.com, and you can also follow at thevehongdem under underscore on Instagram and Twitter or the Vehongnam Creations Facebook to stay up to date. And then, you know, I, I did want to carve, you know, some space out, uh, at least as far as um, because through our social media accounts that, you know, the question was posed again to our listeners about some suggestions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About uh, potential discussion points. And, you know, I think that, you know, because we did create this extensive list about what we would talk about this season that, you know, some of these points may, may not make it as a full episode, but at least, you know, having this time and, you know, this, this was, this is something too, that I think that we've kind of been to death as far as like a half whole piece, but this was yeah. a suggestion that yeah. was submitted through the, uh, through the social media and you know but the thing that i i thought is that even though we've talked about this idea of, of half hopis or yeah, half breeds yeah. or you know mixed mixed culture whatever yeah. it is that you want to call it that we've never really talked about it to the extent of as far as bringing in this component of getting wimke because then you know we talked about Bowomaya, we talked about you know the the um the disease, at least as far as COVID goes, and how yeah. that's affected that. But and you know, this this actually has been brought up too, both multiple times. But this idea of getting your kids wimka, and if these kids that are getting wimka, are they even really hopi that are getting wimka? Because then you know we've talked about these table conversations before that people have, and you know, but do we talk about it publicly i guess and i don't think a lot of us do talk about it publicly <laughs> no because we then, don't. you know because then it's like it's it's like one of those things right it's like and you say this all the time and you know i would never agree with you even <laughs> though behind closed doors maybe you know what i do say supports your argument but you said this before that hopis are racist yeah you know? and, and no hopi would ever agree publicly to publicly admit that oh carl's right you know we yeah. are racist but then behind closed doors what are the jokes that we're making about Navajos? What are the jokes that we're making about black people? What are the yep. jokes that we're making about Bahanam? Yep. And then, you know, I think that this topic kind of falls into that as far as, you know, what our perspectives are of, I guess, you know, in a sense, non-Hopi children getting Wimke. Yeah. And yeah. what Wimke means, I guess, is initiated, but I guess specifically to the Pawomwea ceremony yeah. in, uh, I guess, specifically Katin Wimke. 
is what we're talking about. And I, I guess, you know, to some people where this becomes a problem is that only Hopis, only Hopi kids should be getting Wimkya. Yeah. But yet you have families out there that are putting kids in that don't have Hopi mothers. Yeah. And then they're becoming initiated. And then I guess taking a step into this realm that we believe should only belong for Hopis. And so, you know, that was kind of something that was thrown in there in the suggestion box. And it's, you know, if you really think about it, I guess it, it kind of, it, it's, it, it tends to be this real, I don't know if it's, if, if broad is the right term, but it's definitely a divisive topic because then you have people that strongly believe on one side and you have people that strongly believe on the other side and i i think that you know for you and i to talk about that it would kind of be one-sided because then you know i thought about myself is that i would never know what it feels like to be a half breed a half breed yeah or to be to be called those types of uh, negative terms, it's, I guess, like that. Because yeah. in every sense of the word, whether you're using the Pahana uh, enrollment measurement or you're using our own traditional measurement, I'm full-blooded Hopi yeah. in every angle of the argument. Yeah. Although my lower legs might disagree because there's a lot of hair inner, on my legs inner thighs as compared to you know how how Hopis looked like yeah, back in the, in the day with yeah. absolutely no body hair and then i think you're also in that area in that argue, argument that yeah. you're Hopi in every sense of what that term means except that your pono might suggest that you're part sumo wrestler <laughs> part japanese <laughs> Yeah, part Japanese, just the lower part. <laughs> and and so, you know, and I, I guess, you know, because then, you know, I guess to be black and white about it, which, you know, we've made statements before. If your mother's not Hopi, then you're not Hopi. You it, know, it, you know it, it's so it's so strange that when we put emphasis on like being a Hopi, Hopi members, Hopi members should only be doing Hopi things. And I I agree with that. Like, you know, I agree that if your mom's Hopi, your dad's Hopi, then you are Hopi. Then you should be doing a lot of these Hopi Hopi things like that. But if your dad is, you know, some other Indian and your mom's Hopi, then you're still considered Hopi in our eyes because everything comes, like what we did, what we said in the past is that everything comes from the mother's side. But if your mom is not Hopi, but yet your father is Hopi, then that kind of changes that dynamic of like us saying that, oh, that's just a half breeder. Even though, even us new guys in the woke, quote unquote, mm -hmm. woke era, mm -hmm. like, you know, if, if, if I say, if we say that, yes, I'm a racist, then that kind of dictates to other people like, oh, we can't associate with that. We can't associate with that. Yeah, associate with that associate. This is how he thinks. Yeah, this is how he thinks. But it is true that Hopis have a set way of life. Hopis or, uh, have, yeah, know. Hopis have this set way of thinking, have a set way of culture that only incorporates only Hopis, what they know. Mm -hmm. And just mm -hmm. like with Bahanas, you know, like they have their churches and yes, they want to convert us, but yet we don't want to do that because that's their stuff. Mm -hmm. And we don't, you know, mm -hmm. and there are certain things that Bahanas don't want natives to do. And the, basically the, us, the same way with us too, that non-natives should not be doing what we should be, what, mm -hmm. that we are doing. That's true. And, you know, I, I guess the, because the listener that submitted this, uh, this suggestion for yeah. the talking point, they actually had a really, a really detailed example. And, and so, and it really got me to think because then, you know, like, like you said, if, if your, if your mother is Hopi, then you're Hopi. Yeah. And if you're only a quarter Hopi, but if it's on your mother's side and your mother's Hopi on their mother's side, yeah. then you still qualify. Even like by the, the enrollment uh, enrollment dynamic, maybe you're only a quarter Hopi. Yeah. But because the Hopi comes from your mother's side, it comes from your soul side, then you're still considered in, in the club, so to speak. But then, you know, like like one of the things that, that I think changes, because then when you talk about... Uh, Multicultured folks, right? Yeah. That uh, I think that skin color is still a pretty big as far as our eyes are concerned, as, as far as optics are concerned, because then if you have somebody that's half Hopi and half Navajo, they still look Indian to us. Yeah. And, and, and so I think that those types of people might still, at least in our brains, kind of still 
seem more hopey to us because they're brown skinned but then yet you have folks out there that have pahana in them that have sakam kastila in them to the point to where they look like pahanas they look like black people yeah but then yet through our traditional um I guess interpretation of what a Hopi is they're Hopi because yeah. their Hopiness comes from their mother's, mother's side, side and yeah. then that in turn you know it's a matrilineal thing but because they look white they look black we treat them even less Hopi yeah. than we do uh, some individual that might have a Navajo mother but has a Hopi father yeah. and then so you know I think that that's something at least as far as multicultural that we've never talked about before yeah. is that what optically does a person look like because then you know we've had and I think that we've made this statement before that unfortunately you know some of our sinum that they do look pahana they look black and uh, so we treat them Worse, like, yeah, like for some that. reason, and you know, to support your argument, <laughs> and and so you know that that t- in turn becomes that. But then I guess really, you know, because because I think that at one point in my life, I would have to admit, at least as far as this topic of non hopis, this idea of quote unquote non hopis getting whimkia, I think that I used to have a pretty black and white perception on what it was because you know I believed that too that we're a matrilineal society that at no point. Did the gods ever tell us anything different? So this is how we should conduct ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And this is who it should be for. But then I think that when you start to really look at who's in our villages, that you do have folks that have Hopi fathers and I don't know, Himusino Mothers, Mothers, yeah, but yet they're still in the villages. They're still experiencing this quote unquote Hopi, Hopi life. life. Yep, they're still running around and doing things that Hopi kids do, and so because they have this experience, because they're gaining the knowledge, because they have their hands on it, doing these things, does that make them any less Hopi? And I guess that's where the other argument is to put these kids in because they are living this Hopi life. To an extent, therefore, that makes them Hopi. Yeah. And and so, you know, I think that because, you know, there's so many strong arguments for both sides. Yeah. That to me, like now, like I was telling my wife, it's like, I don't even know what side I'm on anymore as far as this argument goes. Because then I've, you know, like you see people that might be another tribe by definition of matrilineal, but yet they know so much about Hopi. That they could even speak Hopi. And so then in turn, are they still not Hopi as a result you, of, you know, this you, way you know, uh, that we believe things to be? I think I think with your side, you're you're sort of on like that gray, grayish side where you're mixing black and white. Yeah. I'm more of just a black and white <laughs> issue. I'll keep guy. It black I'm, and white. I'm I'm keeping it black and white. <laughs> It, it's because, like you know, you you live in a you live in a world where it's two cultures clashing together. Mm-hmm. You live mm-hmm. where you know you live where it's like the kind of that urban esque kind of way where mm-hmm. you have a lot of uh, like mixed little bit of mixed cultures in between. I live where it's just basically black and white. <laughs> where <laughs> if you're it, keep it simple, yeah, it's keep it simple. If you're if you live in a village and you're Hopi, yeah. that's what you are. You're Hopi. If you're outsider that's coming in, then you know we're going to treat you as an outsider because you're an outsider. And so I think that I think that in a way that when we see both sides of it, is that yes, we are races. All Hopis are races in a way. Even though they don't want to admit it. To some percentage. To some percentage, even though they don't want you, to. You know why I think that we're the way that we are? Why? I, I, I think that we're the way that we are is that because we're so proud of what we have. Yes. And yes. I, 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 we use it as a means to kind of. I think I think probably essentially it started as a way to prop ourselves yeah. up to make us feel better about ourselves, yeah. but now it's gotten to the point where we're actually looking down at other on people. other natives, and that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know I think that because since we've been doing a lot of our Hopi stuff in time and memorial, that we should be proud of that we're still we still talk our language, we still do a lot of our stuff that has been, we have been doing for centuries, and when other when you look at other cultures like that then you you feel that oh yeah they gave they given up their stuff not willfully but forcefully mm-hmm. and us we were we're very very thankful that 
we haven't gone to that extent. Mm -hmm. We haven't lost a lot where we're trying to fight for it back. Yes, in a way, we've lost a lot in the different villages. Yes, we've lost a lot of our real Hopi doings, mm -hmm. our real culture, mm -hmm. but we're still trying to hold on to whatever we have left. And, you know, I, I think that at least as far as your comment on me kind of being gray, and yeah. I, I think I will admit that I'm starting to lean towards more of the gray area because I think that what kind of pushed me towards that gray area is this idea of being compassionate for other people. Yeah. Because then like you think about kids, right? Like, yeah. like kids, they don't make the decisions for the situations that they're in. Yeah. Like the decision was made by their parents. If one Hopi man and a Navajo lady decided that they were going to love each other and make babies, that's the decision they made for their children. Yeah. That their children are going to be half Navajo and half Hopi. And then it's not their fault that if those two parents then decided that, well, we're going to take you down to the village and you're going to experience some of this Hopi stuff to the point to where, you know, you feel like you're a Hopi because yeah. You're there in the village. You're hearing the language being spoken. You know that you're seeing the katinam walking through the village. You, you're getting all of these things. I guess, kind of in a way, reaffirming that identity of your hopiness. And so, like for those children, like that wasn't their choice. It wasn't their choice to be put into that position. And I think that that's kind of the stance that a lot of these parents or grandparents make when they try to put those types of kids yeah. into the kiva. And like to me, because then you know, like because. And this is a conversation that households have all the time. Like oh, yeah, this, yeah. This, this, these points that we're making. I like how you call them and those kids. <laughs> yeah, those kids over there. I, I, I guess I got different. Some, some black and white left in me. <laughs> but like, because then, you know, like, because the other thing that I think about too sometimes is because, you know, especially I think when it comes to Navajo and Hopi, specifically Navajo and Hopi, because Navajo, they're matrilineal too. And so, like, if you had two matrilineal tribes getting together, yeah. then you would think that they would both support the idea that our children are going to go the matrilineal way and then be Navajos yeah. If, yeah. if the mother is going to be Navajo. But I think what the, what the dynamic that changes as far as Hopi is concerned, and you talked about it, that we've retained a lot of these things, that mm -hmm. a lot of these practices that we continue, it's very attractive to, to other Hopi. tribes, yeah. It's very attractive to be Hopi. And so it's like if you have a chance to have that culture a part of your life, these families, they want it. They want that Hopi part yeah. to be. Because I know people that have Navajo kids, not even an ounce of Hopi in them. They call their little girls mono. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, we're all racist. <laughs> Isn't that, it reminds me of that. Remember that movie, um, Dances with Wolves? Remember the white white woman? Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. This is basically <laughs> the same concept. You know, she'll never be an Indian, but she knows the language. <laughs> so that's why they're trying to marry her off to that white man, But I, I, guess, I, I guess, you know, I, I know we're running low on time. And, you know, this, this it, and th see, this is the conversation. And this is why I compared it to what you said about proclaiming that we're all racist yeah it's that we don't have this conversation in public is because it pisses people it off. it does piss people we off. don't have these conversations in public because then it hurts people oh yeah like it legitimately hurts people and and so i i think that that's kind of i guess the 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 downfall of you and i talking about it is because we only know one side of the argument yeah we only understand yeah. one side of the argument and that there's a whole nother side of the argument that has a different experience that has a different perception on it that has different um I, I guess ideas of what it means but this topic to me is important because then as we go into the future I believe that more and more of our people are going to have kids with non-hopis and then so you're going to have this very large generation because there are no good women here left that's why <laughs> <laughs> there, are no, there are no good women left I, here. I think because 50% of the Hopi female po population are big as woodies <laughs> Are butki, butki and fuck, they they can't cook for nothing. So I, I guess, I guess they are support, good women. They are good women. Support that <laughs> argument, but you know, I guess what I'm saying is that 
more and more of this is it's yeah. going to be more prevalent like it's going to be more prevalent than what it is now and 20 years ago it was probably a conversation but now in 2023 you see more of it happening it, it is it is and, happening yeah. and if we're having these conversations if we're arguing about it if we're fighting about it like is there a solution yeah is there a level of acceptance that then do we uh start talking about because then to me like to me i guess i i if you don't have a hopi mother but you have a pretty good grasp on what our culture is yeah if you have a pretty good grasp at least in understanding the language then by all means you know come into the kiva and come do these things because then you're in addition of support i guess for what's going on as far as good prayers and muscles to do a lot of this heavy lifting that's needed to to do these ceremonies as long as you're wimkia then you know you can do these things but i guess really you know this is the part that people don't want to talk about is that and and see then this in turn becomes true for our people that do have hopi mothers is that when we start sending people down to the kiva that don't understand hopi that don't have a grasp of our our roots our, our yeah. roots or our beliefs it dilutes everything and it makes it less hopi but this isn't just true of people that don't have hopi mothers this is also true of people that have hopi mothers well, it's true all, all and, across and the board and then it yeah. becomes a level playing field yeah and, it does and then when and then when it's gone to this point which it has then who decides who's more hopey than the other? And then, you know, it becomes, you end up like that guy, that behind the guy, that meme where he has like all these yarns of string all over his board because he's like trying to figure something out. He looks all stressed out yeah. because like he's trying to figure out what the answer is. And I, I think that we've gotten to that point because then, you know, it's like, and then I really, then it turns, it ends up being, well, who's more hopey than who, you know? And is it possible for somebody that doesn't have a hopey mother? Can they be more hopey than somebody that does have a hopi mother yeah and so and then where where is the balance i guess because <laughs> i was thinking about it yeah because like you said we're, we're racist towards each other yeah you know we, yeah. we we tend to say these bad things and you know because bohomoya happened and that was the topic of conversation <laughs> in my life you know so and so put their kids in and they're not even hopi you know well they did it at the upper village they just accept anybody up there <laughs> yeah and then you know we tend to make those remarks and then you know and i was thinking about it that because then you do have villages that are a little bit more uh, lenient lenient as yeah. far as who can go into their kivas yeah and you have villages that are more stricter of who can get initiated yeah. into into the doings of the kivas there and i was thinking about it because then you know those villages that have more restrictions they're always not happy because so-and-so is trying to put this person in and they're not even hoping. Yeah. Or they let so-and-so in yeah. and their mother's not even from this village. Yeah. But then you don't get that with those villages that are lenient because they let everybody in. Yeah. And so everybody's halai, everybody's happy, everybody's posting their haru and their katina cookies <laughs> on social media. I, you everybody know, I, had happy. And then, and then so, you know, it tends to be a give and take type of situation you know, because then the full community is happy because they let everybody in even if some of those kids by some measurement aren't really Hopi and you have the more traditional villages who are mad because they're not letting certain people in or they're letting certain people in but then when you look at the actual ceremonies with a fine comb I tend to see that the villages that are more lenient that their actual ceremonies seem less Hopi yeah. <laughs> because they're accepting everybody in <coughs> and the more traditional ones their ceremonies seem more Hopi more, because there's a restriction I, you know I think the reason why a lot of these villages um that have the restrictions like that is because we don't want our culture just to be plastered out on Facebook or Instagram or in books or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the lenient villages, like, you know, uh, there, there are, there are some lenient villages out there who just put in, you know, if you're Donald Trump, yeah, let's go ahead and wink it. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you know, in, in a way, in and, a way. And, see, and see, I guess that's a thing too. And you know, just to make this clear, and sorry to cut you off, but it's not just that you know people have Hopi are half Hopi and half Navajo. Yeah. That there are actually people that only their pinky toe is Hopi, 
and yet they're still getting wimkia without any semblance of what our 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 doings are. <laughs> and you you did actually take the words out right from my <laughs> mouth. So, you know that's the whole argument with that here. And there is a lot to it when you look at that. And I think we did do an episode of this, right? I, I think we did. Yeah, but we didn't talk specifically about wimkia. I yeah, guess is, is I, I think we we just we just said that you know you, if you're a muggle born, you know if you're muggle born, then uh, you know if you watched. Um, what was that Hotvela documentary on YouTube? Yeah. Uh, uh, if you watch Ditskwai Ikatsi on YouTube, then you can get Wimkia if, you, if you'd like to. <laughs> you know, uh, if we were in the Harry Potter world, we would be Slytherins. Hopis would be Slytherins <laughs> because we're very exclusive on who gets into the school. <laughs> very exclusive. <laughs> And, and see, you know, I, I, I know this is running long, but I, I just always believe that, you know, that's always made Hopi unique to a lot of other um, minorities because yeah. then, you know, where everybody else is preaching it, it, inclusivity, diversity and inclusion, <laughs> Hopis are boarding up their doors and you, you guys keep the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it, you know, it's it, all of these conversations and I'm pretty sure that your list goes a long way uh, what does your list say what is, we, we didn't yeah, even just, get to you know what we'll we'll we'll, we'll do another smorgasbord episode okay and then, then we'll bring these yeah let's let's because, do that next week because uh, tr- yeah. truth be told I had this long list of talking points and we only got through one of them so. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, like, it's been a great show. I mean, like, uh, it's an hour long, and I'm pretty sure that you guys are already tired or you probably turned us off a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it's been great back here in the studio, and, um, you know, we're going to be doing this every week for 10 weeks. For 10 weeks straight. For 10 weeks straight. I mean, like, look for us on Facebook, Spotify, whatever you listen to and stuff like that. So I know that it's it's such a long, it's been a long time since we've done anything like this, and uh, like three months. Three months is something that uh, it's been taking a toll on us. So. I appreciated that vacation. Though. Oh yeah, so we're we're very very refreshed. We're very very uh, you know enthusiastic about this season, and you know I'm very hyped up. I'm hyped up to like you know get this thing going. Heck you know? yeah, hell yeah. All right, so if you guys want to donate something, go to buymeacoffee.com/cjpodcast to donate one dollar or more. Or if you guys want to become a monthly sponsor, go to anchor.fm/cjpodcast85 to become a monthly donor it's only $4.99 or $9.99 a month and you get your name shout out and a plus two we are working on uh, you know extra content for you guys so yes this is an actual thing that we're working on so thank you guys for listening with us so thank you guys Dan Carl you didn't even miss the beat it didn't even seem like we took three months off because yeah. I, was, I was trying to remember what am I supposed to say here how do I end the <laughs> end the episode but you know if you're not following us on our social media accounts and you would like to you can find us at Carl and J-Man all across the boards on Facebook Instagram Twitter and TikTok and uh, also too that you can find this episode on YouTube I'm assuming yeah and then uh, if you're not listening to this on Spotify I want to listen to it again on Spotify. Spotify is actually a sponsor as well yeah. of the podcast. And so we do, I literally, this is very true that we do get change. Yeah. We do get change we get from change Spotify. From Spotify. And Spotify. so, you know, we'd like to thank them for that. And then if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forgive us, don't forget to give us a five-star review because your five your podcast isn't five stars unless your Apple Podcast is <laughs> yeah, five you're str- stars. You're I, struggling I, from I, this. I, I, I got the rest with me. So let's, let's end this, Carl. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World Podcast. My name is Carl and this is my best friend, Jamie. So long! Quack, quack!